Oh, right. what are we doing, Luke? What are we watching? How much blood is coming out of this man? What the hell just happened? What are you looking at? Darkness? Yeah, darkness. The head went all the way in. The new album's coming out tonight. Welcome to the Review to Death podcast. I'm Marcus. And I'm Luke. Tonight we are hitting the skies with Blood Red Sky that is on Netflix. 2021 British and German action horror movie uh, directed by Peter Thorworth and starring Harry Baumeister, who I know from the really good Netflix uh, series, The Last Kingdom. She plays a badass character on there called uh, Gisela or Gisela. I can't remember, but yeah, it's... um, yeah, she's pretty sweet. Just as a warning, there are full spoilers for this episode. So if you don't want Blood Red Sky ruined for you, then make sure you watch it before you listen. With that being said, Luke, give us a quick setup for this one. The real quick setup is a woman with a mysterious illness is forced into action when a group of terrorists attempt to hijack a tra- transatlantic overnight flight with uh, her and her son on it. But it's much more than that, as we're going to find out. And this movie caught me from the beginning because it felt like one of those airplane heist movies, you know, like Passenger 57. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely in the, you know, in the vein of it's just, you know, it's this little subgenre of, of movies and it could be horror or action or suspense or mystery, you know, bad shit happening on planes movies. I, I love them. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah, I do too. In fact, about a year ago, I got into those airport movies, like uh, Airport and Airport 77 or 78, and, you know, all those ones. Oh, yeah, the Which, classics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's just a different kind of movie. And those always, those always uh, interested me because it gave you a little glimpse into what uh, air travel used to be like. Yeah, back when you used to like be able to smoke on planes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like they had a lounge, like a drinking lounge on the top. and They should bring that back. <laughs> But before we actually start the movie, it starts with sort of the ending. And it's got Graham McTavish in it. And I fucking love Graham McTavish, although he's only in this movie for like five minutes. He's probably the most recognizable face. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By far, he is He is the most recognizable face. You know, Outlander. And yeah, he's... Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's in the Hobbit movie. movies... In fact, uh, he, gets the, he, gets the, <laughs> he gets the first credit. Like, he gets top billing. <laughs> yeah and he's not in it for very long at all he's just kind of it's this movie is book book ended like marcus said it's it starts with the ending and then we, we you know we flash back to how it all started uh then we you know we end up at that same spot again at the end mctavish plays uh colonel alan uh drummond and he's in charge of this uh special forces like anti-terrorist squad and they've surrounded this uh this airplane that's you know kind of mysteriously landed at this secluded airport in scotland somewhere and there's, they're not really sure what's happening. There's, there's a situation that they know that there's, uh, you know, hijackers on board. And then it, uh, it, it flashes, flashes back. Yeah, they hear the word explosion and a little kid uh, gets lowered out of the cargo hold in the back. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, and I got a real, I got a, when I was watching it, I got a real weird feeling about the kid before I knew what it was. But then, yeah, it does flash back to the introduction of the little kid. and his mother and you know some weird things are happening like the kids alone at the airport and the mother's talking to a doctor about a treatment so you think that you know uh, she just has 
some some form of cancer or leukemia or something at the beginning because she wears a wig and she's bald. And but the weird thing is this kid is only like nine years old, but he's like checking into the airport by himself. Yeah, I thought this was weird. Like I don't really understand why they checked in separately. I don't know. Did they ever explain that or? Oh, they did. Yeah. You, I, I figured it out later. Well, oh. um, uh, and when we get there, we'll get there, but yeah, they do explain it. Oh, okay. I must've missed that part. Uh, we should introduce these characters too. Uh, so the, the mom, the, our main character, her name is Nadia and her son, his name is Elias. Elias. El- El- well, Elias is how it's spelled, but in the movie, uh, did you watch it dubbed or did you watch it with subtitles? I watched it with subtitles. Oh, okay. Did they pronounce it Elias? You gotta stop watching these movies dubbed, man. Yeah, I watched it dubbed and they kept, I was like, because I saw the name, uh, you know, I looked it up before the movie started. I'm like, oh, it's Elias. You know, like that's how you spell, that's how you say Elias. And in the dub version, they they kept saying it Elias, which made me laugh because uh, Elias in uh, in medical terms is a intestinal blockage. So... (laughs) (laughs) Dude, this kid is like an intestinal blockage at some point, man. He's got a little bit of an annoying voice, but it's okay. He he is. Well, the other thing about him is he's like this, you know, this stereotypical, like precocious kid, which kind of drives me crazy in these movies because no kids act like this. <laughs> you know, he just, he's so, he's such an old soul and he's all knowing, it seems like, and he just knows more than he should, especially at the end. We'll get to that. The kid meets this guy named Fadid at the airport. And he's, and you know, and the only reason I'm going to say this is because it becomes a plot point later is, but he is of Middle Eastern descent. He is Arabic. Right. Yeah. He quickly befriends Elias. He's a, he's a physicist. He's going to America for a convention. Nadia, we find out soon enough that she's going to America for possibly a cure to what we assume is like leukemia, like Marcus said, leukemia, yeah. cancer, something like that, because what? she's got, she's got a med port. It yeah. looks like she's giving herself injections. Yeah, and she does uh, one at the airport, and it looks like she's drinking like a red, a suspicious red liquid, and right. giving herself a shot. This is, where we, this is where we get our first flashback, right? It's a flashback and a flashback, man. Yeah. <laughs> I actually wrote down flashback, back, back, back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's a, to when uh, Elias is a baby, right? In the car with uh, his mom and his dad. Yep, it's Nadia and and her husband um, Nikolai, and uh, they're having a just an awesome, fantastic, fun day in the snow, and it's everyone's super happy. And then they uh, they they're driving back, and their car breaks down in the middle of the you know middle of nowhere, and it's like at night too. And uh, Nikolai uh, takes it upon himself to you know to go get help while uh, Nadia and uh, little baby Elias stay behind. That's pretty much it for that part of it. It'll come back to it later. It gives you little bits and pieces here and there. If I'm being honest with you, it it sort of added to the runtime with me. You needed it to a degree. You needed right. that little backstory, but didn't need to be as long as it as it is. And as yeah, we, as it is, we we can yeah we can talk about the pacing later. I I, I think we're going to be on the same page here as far as pacing goes. It definitely could have been tightened up, but uh, it's weird. It's a uh, it's like I say, we'll talk about it later. Let's uh, let's get back to the the airplane. And like we started with, this is like, it, it starts off as like a typical hijack movie. It's even got like one of those things where you think one of the characters is like a nice guy in the, in like the, the new flight attendant that works first class who like gets along with everybody. But it turns out that he's one of the hijackers. He's also like the craziest fucking hijacker out of the group. 
This is this is eight ball. Yeah, uh, his name is. <laughs> he hams name... it up, man. He fucking hams the shit out of this. Yeah, this is played by a guy named Alexander Shear. Man, yeah, he's. If you're gonna remember one character from Blood Red Sky, you're gonna remember Eight Ball. And so Eight Ball, uh, who's not the leader of the hijackers, but he is like the loose, loose cannon, Kraus. Oh, he's <laughs> he's a fucking loose cannon. Dude, this guy is out of goddamn control. No, the the leader is is named, a guy named Berg. Uh, a big, big old bold guy, mostly you know, mountain of man, played by Dominic Purcell, who I was happy to see him because I was a big Prison Break fan back in the day. So it's uh, good to see him. Oh, that is right. That's where I saw him. You're right. I kept, I spent the whole movie, I didn't bother to look it up when I was watching, but spent the whole movie looking at him like, why have I seen that guy before? And yeah, there you go. Thank you. And I I was hoping, I was hoping he was going to have more of a role, but he (laughs) did. No, he gets, he gets killed later on. And you know what? Here's the thing. This movie is not about the hijackers, even though it makes you want to feel that way. Like you don't even get a, a clear sense of what they're hijacking the plane for. Can you imagine watching this movie like cold, not looking at the the, the poster, which by the way is really goofy. <laughs> if you guys ever, if like I could, I wouldn't even like blame people. Like if you're, you know, looking at things to watch and you look at the thumbnail for blood red sky, it looks terrible. Ignore that. It's you just, you know, watch the movie. It's that's kind of, you know getting to the end but so imagine watching this movie cold and not knowing anything about it it would be kind of akin to watching from dust till dawn back in the day for the first like hour or whatever it's uh like a crime movie you know but yeah no they don't explain really what they're hijacking the plane for there's a couple of scenes where they have uh fought it and another uh arabic man on plane like read some you know, some lines in Arabic, but it's not about that either. They're just trying to blame it on them because everybody, you know, would blame the Middle Eastern man on the flight for being a hijacker, you know? Right, right. But it's not about that either. It's, it's, it, it but they don't really explain it. And it's okay because it doesn't really matter because that's not what the movie's about. There's like a harebrained idea later where they're going to like jump out of the bottom of the plane, but I don't know why. And they're going to meet another group of persons on the ground. But again, I don't know why. And it doesn't really matter. You know, they, they overpower the air marshals in a kind of a clever way. And then uh, one of them gets, of course, stabbed in the fucking eye. By eight ball. Oh, uh, by eight ball. Yeah, I wrote down in my book, I said, more eye shit for Luke. Yeah, it's fucking gruesome. And this movie has the double whammy, by the way, of having eye stuff and teeth stuff. Uh, two things I don't like. After you're you're pretty set. So imagine you don't really know what's going to happen in this movie. You're you're sitting back and you're enjoying your plane hijack heist movie. And you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm digging this. Turns out Nadia is a fucking vampire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So after April, like butchers, one of these air marshals, so he's covered in blood. And when he walks past uh, Nadia, she you can see her like reacting to to him specifically and, and kind of like she's smelling him. So it's kind of a weird thing. And then as the hijackers take over the plane, Elias decides it's a good idea to go hide in the cargo hold because he looked at the little, you know, the little pamphlets in the, you know, in the chairs in front of you. Yeah, he's like, he, oh, man, he gets he gets so many people in trouble in this movie. <laughs> he's like Carl from fucking Walking Dead, like the first few seasons. Like, just stay in the house, Carl. <laughs> stay in their seat, Elias. So yeah, he's like, yeah, that's that's and, you know, before Nadia has a t- time to even like you know say no, he fucking bolts for it. So she runs after him, and that's when uh, Eight Ball, of course, is there. Notices that she's out of her seat, and he fucking blasts her three times. Yeah, and, so it uh, makes the rest of the hijackers super angry. He's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? 
Yeah, there's another hijacker called Carl, uh, who fucking hates eight ball. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, they basically... though. I mean, oh, this guy's yeah, crazy. He 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 actually has a scene. I think right after this, you know, where uh, he's like talking about like gas masks because he doesn't want the passengers to move, and they're saying that there's like a nerve toxin or something. There's not. It's just you know a crowd control thing. But uh, he's like he's like he was like the fucking Joker from the Batman series. Oh yeah, he's like doing a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just put on, in case of nerve gas, please put on your gas mask in front of you. Oh, wait, you don't have any. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not exactly that, but that's pretty much what he says. Uh, But yeah, so they, you know, thinking Nadia's dead, they... uh, do they leave her there on the floor or do they throw her in the cargo hole? I can't remember. I think no, they, they left her there. there. Right? They left her on the floor because later on when she, you know, heals herself as vampires do. And it takes her a little bit longer because she's been taking that medicine to sort of like, you know, right. well, the urges, you know, the, she the, drinks a the, little bit of blood. The anti-vampire vaccine. And she's been taking boosters. She keeps herself, you know, not like a full powered vampire most of the time. And this is getting back to when uh, her kid was checking back into the airport. She couldn't go check in because it wasn't it wasn't nighttime. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So that's why he was there by himself. And they even made a point of like showing the sun going down. And then she showed up shortly afterwards. Yeah, that went right over my fucking head. Okay, cool. I get it now. But you find out she's a vampire because it goes back to that flashback thing where she, you know, it's been a while since her husband, Nikolai, has gone off into the woods. So she follows and sort of follows his footprints into this abandoned building where she finds him like all torn apart. And then like a vampire guy attacks her. And these are not like the cool, sexy vampires. These are like the, uh, you know, like 30. What is that movie called that we saw in the Arctic? Like 30 Days of Night or something? Yeah, they look it's exactly like, yeah, like it's that. It's like those those vampires. And in fact, she looks exactly like that when she goes, you know, she full on vamps out later. Uh, it's, good. Yeah, it's, it's good makeup. It is. And kudos to, to you know, to, to Perry Baumeister, you know, who plays Nadia, because she spends the majority of this movie and under, you know, a lot of makeup. And she still does a really good job uh, of acting. And she's got to act a lot because, you know, it's her sort of struggle to be a mother and also a vampire because she knows she needs to be a vampire to save people, her son, you know, the other passengers on the ship and to, you know, get people safely to where they're going to go. But every time she makes herself into like, you know, strong enough vampire to do what she needs to. And is like drinking blood like that. It gets harder for her to resist that full turn into vampire land. Right. She, she loses more of herself, more of her humanity. The, the, you know, the deeper she, she goes into, uh, the vampire mode for lack of a better term. Uh, but yeah, no, I, and I'd argue that the only person she's there to protect is, is her son. I, I think she gives fuck all about everybody else on that airplane, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very compelling, uh, part of the story. I would agree that you that a little bit later, she also cares about saving Fadid too, because, you know, when she sort of made the decision that she's going to go full vampire, she tells Fadid to take care of her son, you know, make sure that he's okay. This is true. You remember eight ball crazy ass hijacker. He finds that Nadia is gone and they have a fight in a cargo hold, don't they? They do. They do. She actually kills another hijacker before that but yeah uh her blames and, on the, and like blames on a dog <laughs> right yeah she like she finds dogs down there in the car yeah. she like kills one of them drinks their blood so she starts to you know slowly transform and then uh yeah this is a pretty epic fight between her and uh you know her and april april locks himself in there's like a luxury car down there 
Yeah. Uh, she gets one of the one of their guns and starts shooting at it, but this car has like bulletproof glass. Uh, but she makes uh, enough dings in the windshield and that she puts like a hole in there. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention this earlier. There's a there's a part where I was like, man, what the fuck is April even doing? Because this was so weird. Because they, they actually get Nadia down. Yeah. He's got a you know he at this point the hijackers are like, okay, we're dealing with a vampire, and like, which is kind of funny because they're like, yeah, okay, cool, like we <laughs> cool, we we got it. It's a vampire. Like everyone's like okay with it. <laughs> And so, like, so they sharpen a like a broom handle into a stake, and uh, they get Nadia down because she's like Marcus said, she's not like full on vampire. She's you know very beatable, and so they got her down. I'm like, well, that's the end of Nadia because here comes April with the stake. But he like leans over and he's got like a syringe in his hand. I'm thinking like, what the fuck is happening? Is he like shooting her with her own medicine? But what it turns out what he was doing is he was he took a blood sample from her and then he was going to kill her. Got interrupted. So during this fight. When April is in the car, he pulls out that syringe full of his own blood. He looks at Nadia in the eye and he's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And he injects himself with her blood. Uh, and then she finds like, what is it? Like booze, like really flammable booze. Yeah. Right. And she pour, <laughs> pours it in there. the extra flammable kind. Yeah. Like this is like 199 proof booze. And she pours a bunch of it in there. So in the midst of his like transformation, which she's kind of like incapacitated during, she sets him on fire inside this, uh, inside this car. So he, you know, he, he burns in there. Yeah. But he's not dead. He's going to come back later. Cause uh, well, well, yeah. You Cause know, you need your, you need your major villain. Well, yeah. Cause the, the other hijackers are in the cockpit and they, they see that, that fire alarm you know, in the cargo hold. So they press that, uh, put out the fire button and uh, a bunch of, you know, foam or whatever. I don't even know what happens, but they puts the fire out. So yeah, now you have a, uh, now you have two vampires on board. When Apol, you know, revives himself, he sort of makes it his mission to create other vampires. Yeah. He turns one of the hijackers, uh, Curtis into a vampire before you know it, uh, you end up having a, you know, like vampire hijackers versus uh Nadia situation. So now she's outnumbered. There's a cool scene where all the passengers are starting to get attacked. That, that was one of the cool things that I really enjoyed. Eight ball vampire, eight balls got all these vampires under him and you get, you start to get that little, you know, like that classic vampire thing where like there's a head vampire and the ones that are underneath him, you know? naughty and fodded and and now you know the the uh the co-pilot who was in on it before but now is you know working with them again try to block off all the hijackers and lock them into the cargo hold which they do get them down there and it sets up the other really cool scene that i like that involved a uv light is this the one with elias when he has to go get the uh the detonator yeah because they want to set up uh an explosive because they you know they're they realize that if this plane full of vampires were to get to a populated area this could be potentially the end of the world right you know outbreak of epic proportions they want to blow up the plane before they land anywhere and uh of course the the detonator is in the back of the cargo hold and the only way to get there is through this little tiny openings it's you know the only person that can fit through there is elias of course uh, nadia's like no you're not gonna do that so, of course, Elias does it anyway. Because she says that she's going to just do it manually. Right. And right. just sacrifice herself. Right. And then, uh, yeah, and the hijackers for, you know, there's a reason why they brought this UV light. Because they were, like, looking at something on the floor that was written. That That's another part that I didn't really understand. It's really just an excuse to bring this UV light on board so it can ward off vampires. And, yeah, you have a little Elias sneaking. He's on a stealth mission to 
try and avoid uh and now there's a lot of vampires right like at this point yeah there's quite a few yeah and uh, he's trying to get to the cargo hold and uh find uh you know a, a detonator and a you know some other stuff that a nine-year-old wouldn't know what the fuck it looks like but he like just finds it immediately <laughs> he's like yeah this is it and yeah he, i got uh, it i got it i know what i'm talking about yeah, he like searches this dead body like it's no big deal. Like this is like the bravest fucking nine year old ever, smartest nine year old ever. And he, you know, he bring he, well, he gets kind of stuck, doesn't he? Because he has to get, he does have to get rescued by Nadia at right. one point. Oh yeah, because he doesn't like he he gets he gets caught by one of the other vampires on the way back. At, at this point, uh, Berg is dead. Nadia killed him, and then she she like bit him and staked him. So the the, the leader is gone. So by this point, it's it's you know it's eight ball leading you know eight, vampire eight ball uh, leading vampire hijackers. We have a couple of other like minor characters get introduced. We got fucking Todd. <laughs> like fucking pl- Todd. Player three has entered the game, dude. Like that's what I. <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah so it's so it's todd and like his only backstory is i've been in the army so like he gets one of the guns and he just starts blasting by the way there's so many gunfights aboard this airplane <laughs> that shouldn't be happening like <laughs> if it's if there's one thing i learned about all these you know bad shit happens on airplane movies is don't fire a, a gun on an airplane and uh yeah these characters don't care for that at all uh, so you got Todd, you got this, uh, I don't think he ever gets the name, but this aerospace uh, grad student is flying the plane now. Uh, you know, so so it's just, I don't know. It's And you got the, it, you got the angry Scottish businessman stock trader. That's right. You got the angry Scottish. He's the guy that ends up uh, fucking everything up in the end. Uh, he's like this asshole rich guy. And uh, during like the, there's like a, almost like a, a what would you call it? like a stampede when all the you know passengers try yeah, to run and he gets a whole bunch of and he gets a whole bunch of internal injuries right he's like and so now out. there's mag- and now there's magically a doctor on board when there was never one before <laughs> they're like is there a doctor on board like more than halfway through I'm a movie. doctor like, yeah I'm a doctor it's like, where, were the- where were you earlier right right and she shows up and she's like she takes one look at him and she's like mm-mm <laughs> you nope. yeah, you you're not gonna make it man and then he's like and at this point they have all the the vampire hijackers uh trapped in the cargo hold so he's like i'm gonna be a vampire i don't wanna die <laughs> so he fucking he lets him out he lets him out and this this scene made me laugh it's uh, pretty the, funny the, the first, eight ball is the one that meets him on the other side of right. the door when he opens the first it up. person the first person there is is vampire eight ball burnt up by the way he's got really cool makeup on so you just gotta remember he's like a super crispy vampire and he takes a look at him and this guy's like yeah, I, wanna, I don't want to die i want to be a i want to be a vampire and april just punches him in the face just, <laughs> just punches him doesn't bite him just just fucking knocks him the fuck out and that's the thing the last we see of that dude <laughs> oh yeah no because he's dead he doesn't get turned vampire eight ball and nadia have like a final showdown in the cargo hold this is awesome this is and, uh, and nadia is like full vampire now she's let herself go she knows that like this is sort of like the point of no return for her yeah, I think she's like right there. She's got a little bit of humanity left because this scene. Well, let's get to it. But yeah, the fight with uh, April is awesome. Uh, they're fucking each other up, and then again, Elias kind of saves the day because he knows how to operate like explosives and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so he, so he blows out one of the doors in the cargo hold, and they yeah. kind of like kick 
eight ball out and the sun is up by now. So he like burns up and then he, you know, he hangs off for a minute, but he ends up getting, you know, yeah, thrown it's out burned, burned because up. it's like, cause like fought, it's like watching what's going on through like a camera or something like, he's like, yeah, good job. Kid. And he like turns the plane into the sun. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> this right, guy right. doesn't know how to fly a plane. Yeah, because at this point, the aerospace student's been killed, and yeah. Todd has been turned into a fucking vampire. And I was like, right. Todd! <laughs> <laughs> Not fucking Todd! Yeah, it's all, it's all going bad upstairs. Because all the when the fucking hijackers got loose, they, like, turn everybody into vampires, basically. And, uh, yeah, this was a really, really sad scene, man. Because, like, uh, it's just Elias and his mom, finally, after, you know, all this. And he's trying to hug her, and she keeps pushing him away. Yeah, because she trying to hug her. yeah. And uh yeah, this is like the the last time she'll be kind of human because uh, the next time we see her, she'll be she'll be totally gone. Yeah, he's like she's pushing him into the sunlight so that she can't right. follow him. Right, right. She then, that sweet, sweet Elias blood, dude. And then the uh, then the movie goes back to present time. That's right. We go back to the the airport uh, in Scotland. You know, we have uh, uh, McTavish and his and his yeah. uh, special forces team. It turns out, turns out, Graham McTavish is a fucking asshole. Well, he's a terrible leader. (laughs) (laughs) He refuses to even entertain the fact that something could be going on. He's like, no, there's a brown guy in the front of a plane. He's a hijacker. Let's shoot him. Yeah, just start blasting at that dude. And then when that doesn't work, they're like, go, go, go. You're like, Rainbow Six has all his people in there. And uh, Elias is like telling him like exactly. He's like, shut up, you fucking stupid kid. I know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, once you take your stupid teddy bear... And get the fuck out of here. That's pretty much what he says. That's what he tells them. Yeah, it goes real bad for the... Uh, Grandma Savage gets a whole lot more people killed than he sh- than should have been killed. Oh, yeah, yeah. This this scene is cool, too, because this is... Uh, it, some of it is shot from, like, first person, so it's kind of video yeah. gamey. Yeah, like the and special the... forces going on the plane and getting attacked by vampires. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking awesome, man. And you see, like, uh, it's pretty effective, I think, you know, and, and budget-saving in a way, too. They... they, they show the plane from the outside you see like muzzle flashes from certain oh yeah that was a good scene i like that very cool very cool farad gets off the plane because they do uh the special forces get him and you know like arrest him and take him off the plane and elias has gotten off the ambulance they had him on and because he (laughs) overpowered a grown man somehow and stuck him with his you know sedative syringe that he was supposed (laughs) to get yeah (laughs) dude (laughs) elias is uh I swear to God, like if they ever do like a sequel to this, which they probably won't, and like you know the world is overrun by vampires, it's going to be Elias the Vampire Hunter, and this is his origin story. <laughs> and uh, he was running back towards the plane, and turns out that uh, Elias has got a detonator switch, like through a phone, and he blows the plane up. It was in the teddy bear. Yeah, using the, it was in the teddy bear, and he blows up the plane with everybody in it. Well, yeah, but not before he sees his mom for a second. He like right. he sees his mom and he's like, yeah. mom. And then she looks at him, but she doesn't recognize him anymore. Yeah, she's gone. And she starts running at him, actually. And that's when he presses the, the you know, the button. And then the plane blows up and kills her and all the vampires on board. And, and a whole bunch special, of special forces. Special people. forces dudes. <laughs> the kill count for this movie went up real fast. And then, the uh, and then farted and farted and uh Elias get uh you know reconnected at the end there. Led to believe basically that uh like Nadia wanted that uh, he's going to be you know taking care of Elias from, from you know however that works. So that's Blood Red Sky, and I I had a really good time for the most part of it, you know, because I like a plane hijack movie and I like a horror movie, and this is a 
smashed together of the two, but it did have some pacing issues and it's too long. It is. It's well here. Let's let me take a look here. This movie is uh, two hours and one minute. So it's two hours long, basically. And uh, it doesn't it shouldn't be that long. Uh, I think an hour you could have cut out some stuff. I think an hour and 45 would have made this a tight, you know, because there's not a lot of fat, but there's definitely fat on there. Um, What's weird is that there's the pacing is good, but it's it's got like one speed. Like it doesn't like really ramp up too much or slow down too much. It just has this one speed that it's comfortable with. And about an hour and a half into it, I'm like, man, what else can fucking happen in this movie? Like like, there's still half an hour left. Like what's like what could even happen? I found myself thinking that actually a couple of times throughout the movie. And yeah, I just, I feel like the pacing could have been, you know, varied up a little bit more to, to make it more interesting. And definitely they could have, uh, you know, taken some things out. I, I can't off the top of my head think of what it is, but it, it just it could have been tightened up for sure. The, the the flashbacks within a flashback, while necessary, I think they could have figured out a different way to do that, you know, to give that information. Because that that's what really slowed it down for me. That and I think maybe like the whole subplot with um the asshole, uh, what is that? The Scottish businessman guy, like that got probably a little bit too much screen time. Although the the payoff to it was good. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just little things. Like I said, it just like it just it's got this one speed and it sticks to it. And after a while, it becomes a little bit monotonous. But um, yeah, it's still overall I, I liked it quite a bit. The other thing that I wish that they had done a little bit more of is that once it sort of switched over into a horror movie or a movie with horror tendencies, I guess, is that I guess they could have leaned into it a little bit more for me. Yeah, I agree. They could have uh, definitely gotten more horror when when it went that way. I, I, I agree with you. But as a whole, I was very entertained. So, Luke, give me your final thoughts on Blood Red Sky. I really liked it. I really, really enjoyed it. I don't think I watched a trailer for this movie before watching it. The only thing I, I had was the the really cheesy ass poster. Uh, and so, you know, that kind of gave away a little bit. It's uh, it's great. If you like, you know, these types of movies, and by these types of movies, I mean, you know, like I said, stuff that happens on airplanes. If you like horror movies, if you like vampires, it, you're going to like this. It's 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 really well done. Uh, it's got a, you know, it's got a pretty decent budget behind it. It was uh, $17.7 million. So it's, you know, it, it's a pretty you know well-funded movie it looks good uh the acting's really good there's some really good gore and action scenes and um i don't know i just i just liked it i I definitely recommend it yeah it's an entertaining watch i do like a plane hijack movie so it was right up my alley and it was also interesting to get sort of like the vampire as a hero and and i know that that's been done before but it's always the different kind of vampire you know like the smart sexy one so it was it was sort of cool to have, you know, like, you know, the more feral vampire character, like be like this sort of reluctant hero in a way. I agree. That's a really novel idea. I thought I, I thought that was that was very cool. Yeah, well said. So I mentioned uh, a few times during the podcast today that I like movies that are basically what I call bad shit happening on a plane movies. So Marcus, get ready for bad shit happening on a plane quiz.
Oh yeah, I get to bring back that music. <laughs> Thank you, Jay's green screen and sound effects YouTube clips. <laughs> That's what his channel's called. Awesome. That's perfect. I'm going to read you a simplified synopsis of movie plots that mostly take place on planes. Not necessarily horror. Uh, it's going to be 10 movies. Each one is going to be worth three points for a total of 30. You get three hints per movie. But with each hint, the max score for that movie drops by one. Got you know it. what I'm saying? Yeah, I got what you're saying. Yeah. As we usually do, we're going to start off, you know, kind of easy. And then uh, they're going to get kind of harder as they as we go on. Okay. Got it. All right, here is number one. Just paroled Army Ranger Cameron Poe is headed back to his wife, but must fly home aboard a prison transport flight dubbed the Jailbird with some of the worst criminals living. Con Air. You got it, man. Con as Air. As you said fucking Cameron Poe. <laughs> you remembered, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, man. <laughs> you are a lethal weapon. That movie is so bad, but it's so great. Question number two. FBI agent Nelville boards a flight from Hawaii to LA, escorting a witness to trial. An onboard assassin releases a crate of deadly serpents in an attempt to kill the witness. <laughs> snakes on a plane. You got it, baby. Motherfucking snakes on my motherfucking <laughs> plane. <laughs> I didn't even write like hints for these first two movies because I knew you were going to fucking get them. <laughs> okay, here we go. After making a speech in Moscow, vowing to never negotiate with terrorists, President James Marshall boards his airplane with his family and advisors. When a group of terrorists led by Ivan Khrushchev hijacks the flight, the president's principles are put to the test. So, yeah, I know what this one is. Isn't it just called Air Force One? And that's what it is. Yeah, nice. I like that movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but it's a good one. It, uh, yeah, I, I have Get off my plane! <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That, that was that was one of my hints if you weren't going to get it for some reason, which I knew you were going to get it. All right, man. You ready for number four? I am. Let's go. John Cutter is a former policeman flying to LA to start his new job working for the anti-terrorism unit of a major airline. However, apprehended terrorist Charles Rain is on the flight too, being transported by the FBI. After Rain's accomplices kill the FBI agents and free him, Cutter realizes the entire flight is in danger. With the help of flight attendant Marty Slayton, Cutter tries to capture Rain and free the passengers. Is this one passenger 57? Fucking ain't right it is. Yeah, man. I knew that. I Again, I recognize the name. You are fucking killing it, dude. Way to go. I must have seen that movie more than I'm willing to admit. or Because I haven't, <laughs> well, I haven't watched it in at least 20 years. I was gonna say this is best of my fucking watched it, so good for you. But but I must have seen it. I must have seen it <laughs> like a lot. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. You ready for uh, number five? Yeah, let's go. When terrorists hijack a plane traveling from Greece to Washington, uh, U.S. Army Specialist David Grant and Lieutenant Colonel Austin Travis join forces to bring the plane to safety. While terrorists on board the plane claim they've hijacked the plane to force the U.S. government to release their leader, who was captured. By military forces, David and Austin discover that the plane is carrying a bomb full of nerve gas to be released on Washington, D.C. I have a vision of... Okay, I think... Is this executive decision? 
fucking a man you were just murdering this thing you don't even need hints that's what is kurt russell dude i told you i like a plane movie man i've been (laughs) been for a plane movie that's kurt russell johnny legs is in that movie too john leguizamo's in that one dude halle berry is in that movie. she is i don't i definitely do not remember her in that movie she plays uh, the flight attendant, dude. And uh, it's got a really crazy good cast. It's also got uh, Steven Seagal, who's a piece of shit. But yeah. It's... yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's the one where he gets killed like 20 minutes in. Yep. That's my favorite. That's that's why I remember that movie before. I'm like, I remember as a, as a kid, I hated that guy. And uh, when he got killed 20 minutes in, I'm like, oh, thank you. All right, man. Uh, you're halfway there and you're perfect. Okay. Number six. You ready? Yeah. All right. On. On a flight transporting dangerous convicts, murderer Ryan Weaver manages to break free and cause complete chaos throughout the plane. As various people on board fall victim to Weaver, it is ultimately down to the flight attendant, Terry Halloran, to keep the aircraft from crashing. I do not know that one. I, I, I don't know. I'm going to need another. I'm going to need a hint for that one. All right, man. First hint. So not, not bad. You probably remember the poster for this movie. And... The tagline for this movie on the poster is bigger than the fucking title, like by far. <laughs> okay. Like yeah. it's like if you would have if you'd have looked at the poster, you would think this is the title of the post or the movie, right? Yeah. And the tagline is fear is in the air. Fear is in the air. Fuck. Ah, it's not I'm not we're not ringing any bells. Okay, okay. Here's your 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 glory for your second one. Yeah. This is a Christmas movie. Still, still not getting it. All right, man. Last last one. So you can get one point out of this one. All right. Stars Ray Liotta. Oh, fuck. Man, I know what movie you're talking about, and I just can't think of the name. All right. Uh, no, I, can't, I, I, I don't have this one. I don't. I know what movie you're talking about, but I can't pick out the name. You ready for the... For oh, the wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is it called Turbulence? Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, you got dude. it. <laughs> <laughs> man, I think yeah. I've only seen that once. Hey, you've salvaged the point out of that, man. It was I, think a... I think I've only seen that once. I think I watched it with my brother. <laughs> I was about to give you a, a goose egg for that one. Way to go, man. Way to, way to save it. All right, man. You ready for the next one? Yep. All right, man. In the wake of her grandmother's funeral, hotel manager Lisa Raysearch is waiting to fly back home when she meets charming Jackson Ripner. At check-in, she thinks it luck that they're seated together on the plane, but soon learns otherwise. I, I, I have no idea. It's not ringing any bells at all. This is a straight-up horror movie. This is your first hint. Okay. I may have an idea of where you're going, but I'm still, I don't have it. Give me another hint. All right. The trailer for this movie is amazing because um, it's almost like those fake trailers that people make on YouTube nowadays when they turn okay. a horror movie uh, into something that it's not. Uh, But the official trailer for this movie, for the first minute of the two minutes that it runs, uh, makes it seem like it's a romantic comedy, even with like music and everything. And then all of a sudden, it like suddenly changes and you're like, holy fuck. I I don't have it, but it's ringing a little bit of bells. All right. Last 10. You can get one point. You ready? Yep. Stars Killian Murphy. Uh, It's going to be a goose egg on this one. I don't know what this is. Red Eye. It's Red Eye. Oh, man. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I have seen a, it. I have seen it. I totally forgot about it. Blanked it out of my head. All right, man. Three more to go. Are you ready for the next one? Yep. Alcoholic and world-weary U.S. Marshal Bill Marks lost his passion for his work long ago. Even though lives are potentially at stake during every flight, he sees the assignment as just a desk job. However, his ordinary day at the office becomes a high-stakes crisis during a flight to London. 
Marx receives a series of text messages demanding that he instruct the airline to transfer $150 million into an offshore account or a passenger will die every 20 minutes. Sounds like a generic plane hijack movie. <laughs> kind of. Is, I like this one. I, I like this one quite a bit. Uh, right, give, me, give, me, give me a clue. First clue, this is an action slash mystery movie. It's, okay. uh, it's more of a mystery, really, because uh, it's it's kind of sweet because it literally every 20 minutes, and I, I might be wrong about this, but I, I think in movie time, like actual time, every 20 minutes, a passenger actually starts to die. Like really? they'll be just randomly found dead somewhere. Okay. All right. So it's kind of like I got a, an Agatha Christie type vibe to it. Okay. I'm going to need, need another clue. All right. This movie stars a dude that didn't become an action star until he, he was in his 50s. All right. I'm, give me that last clue. Last clue. The title of this movie, it's uh, another name for a direct flight. Oh, is this that Liam Neeson movie? Nonstop? Fucking it is. <laughs> I, I, I've seen that one too, but I, I think I saw it when it came out, which was probably a little while ago. Yeah. Hey, you got one point out of that, man. That's, a, right. that's, a, that's a good movie. I like that one. Yeah, I don't remember that one either, but I do remember it existing. Now you're, you're not getting much of a description up from this movie because the, the, you, you know this movie. Okay, you ready? Yeah. A man afraid to fly must ensure that a plane lands safely after the pilots become sick. Okay. <laughs> is, this, uh, is this airplane? Yeah, it's airplane. <laughs> <laughs> airplane. I, watched, I, bought, I watched both airplane and it's pretty much exact remake part two in space recently <laughs> they're, so, also, they're so stupid but they're funny i i also like that one <laughs> all right man last one you ready yeah this, this this is gonna be this is the last one so this is tough this is gonna be a tough one okay things get raucously funny aboard the maiden flight of a black owned airline thanks to some last minute passenger additions is this uh <laughs> is it that one with uh like monique is it called soul plane <laughs> it's soul plane baby it's soul plane i've never the arrival of the first airline with soul welcome aboard thank you for choosing the soul plane <laughs> snoop dog <laughs> i've never i've never seen that movie <laughs> I've never seen that movie, but I, I, uh, I can, I can, I can actually see the trailer in my head. Yeah, it's like a like a pink purple plane, and it's, yeah. it's got it's got like suspension, so it's like uh, you know, it's got the hydraulic shocks going up and down. Dude, my first uh, hint for that was going to be it stars uh, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I, I didn't remember anybody but Monique. Yep, Monique is in there. Um, all right, so here, let's hold on a second. I'm going to add it up. Okay. Yep. So you got 23 out of 30 points, man. That's pretty fucking good. The Reviewed to Death podcast is written and produced by the both of us. We release new episodes on Mondays and Fridays. Thank you to Groove Witness for the use of their music. You can find them at GrooveWitness.us. Check out our written reviews at the link in the description and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Reviewed to Death. Thank you for listening. Luke, tell us what's coming up next. Well, coming up next, I'm, I'm really excited because this is a movie I've been wanting to watch for forever, so I, I hope it doesn't suck. It is a slasher from 1987 called Stage Fright. Uh, it's pretty much all I got. Later, Gators. With the Gecko Brothers, you know, when they, they kidnap people yeah. and then they go to the, the titty twister.
And then all of a sudden it turns into a fucking crazy ass vampire movie. I mean, that's kind of what happens here. What are they? Psychos? <laughs> Psychos explode when sunlight hits them. 